0: Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. Uh, what a what a great worship set, man! I love that when we are declaring the things of God, uh, in Jesus' name, He's going to do it again. All those things are wonderful, and I think they're great reminders for us just to continue to to press on toward the mark or the goal or the prize that Paul said. Not looking behind, not and for and for you know not concentrating on those things, but pressing forward and moving forward. So, how's everybody doing this morning? Yeah. All right, Uh, are you guys excited because we're having food or, or, you know, that doesn't hurt, right? (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's recite our mission statement. It is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Intimacy with the the Lord is the key to our life and uh, to living this abundant life that Christ came to give us. And then let's recite. our our vision statement, it is to become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. So we know that the Lord has called us into this intimate personal relationship with him, but also to go out and live it, yeah, to impact the world around us. And one of the best ways that we can do that It's through the relationships that we have. As we build relationships and uh, we develop new relationships with one another, that's one of the best ways that we can do that. And Jesus, as we've talked about so many times, Jesus is really serious about this relationship thing, first with him and then also with one another. Um, Every week you have the opportunity to not only as we come together here on Sunday mornings, or on uh, Wednesday night for our classes, or Thursday morning prayer, or whatever that looks like—men's group, women's group—you uh, not only have the opportunity to to really build those relationships here and now, but also with your neighbors. Are you are you praying about praying for your neighbors and praying about how you can be a more effective witness in the workplace? Uh, Because every week we run across people that maybe don't have a relationship with the Lord. And that's great from the standpoint of we get a chance to share the hope and the love of Christ with them. They need somebody To reach into their lives, they need somebody to share the hope and love of Christ with them. And so are we seeing those opportunities, and are we seizing those opportunities? Because there are a lot of people that don't have this relationship, and we all know people that are marginal in their relationship with the Lord. Or maybe they're religious, but they don't really understand this relationship thing. And so we can help them to grow in that. Um, Maybe there's a difficult person at work. We've all had those people. (laughs) <laughs> maybe sometimes we have been that guy or whatever, but uh, why not risk out, reach out to that person and try to see what you can do to break down those walls. Uh, things, things may not change, but you never know. You could develop a really, really great relationship with somebody that's, that, that's not, not there yet. And maybe you clash because uh, you're too much alike. Husbands and wives, look at me right now. Uh, maybe you, you, you clash because you're threatened by them. Or maybe they're threatened by you. But what, what is the situation there that you can begin to break down those walls? Maybe somebody is, is insecure. Or maybe they're jealous. Maybe you clash with them because you have unforgiveness toward them. Or maybe they have unforgiveness toward you. But if we can begin to... Reach out and reach into their lives, and maybe there'll be a restoration there. Maybe you've hurt them, and, and you didn't even know it. I mean, we've all done things and hurt somebody's feelings, right? And and maybe didn't even know that we hurt their feelings. And, and somebody have some sense and say, hey, did I do something? Have I offended you? Or Matthew 18 says, if, if somebody's offended us, we need to go to them and say, hey, listen, can we talk about this? You really hurt my feelings when you said that. And you may find that they're like, oh man, I didn't mean that. I, I didn't intend for it to come across that way. Because we all can do that. And and so sometimes it's just somebody stepping over the line and saying, hey, come on, man. Let's talk about this thing. I feel like there's some tension between us. What's going on here? We... we uh, We can all be misunderstood. Let's go to the third slide here. You've heard me say this before. Miscommunicated or misunderstood expectations results in disappointment. So maybe there's been some expectations from them or from you that haven't been met. Maybe they haven't been clearly defined, and that's the problem. So, you know, we probably, if, if you've been a Christian for a very long time, you've been hurt by other Christians. We all have. You know what? But uh, I've had a bad steak, and I'm not going to quit eating steak because of that. <laughs> in fact, we're going to have some uh, some brisket today. That's going to be really good. So, you know, there there are some wonderful people here in, in this church, in this congregation, and uh, you know, we can encourage one another, and uh, we can we can reach out to one another, and we can be encouraged in our relationships at work and in in our neighborhoods, and and those those uh, those relationships that are that are challenged, um, and and so I really just wanted to share my heart a little bit this morning. We're going to have a short service because we're going to head over there and have barbecue and baptisms and stuff like that. But uh, but this relationship thing is really really vital and, and important. And so today, as we gather together and, and we go over there and and have food and. Fellowship. I, I want I want us all to just spend some time together. I don't want us to rush off, because that happens a lot of times on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. We come to the service and then we kind of go our own ways. But we want you to to stay and, and fellowship and uh, build relationships with one another. We we have some maps um, and we're, we'll all just caravan. It's only like five minutes from here. It's a beautiful beautiful park right on the bay. And uh, I hope you'll join us. You can go swimming. Uh, We'll be having some great food. And and the best part is spending time to get to know one another better. Relationships were a huge part of the early church. They got together on a a, a daily basis in fellowship and worship together. So my first point this morning is obedience is an act of worship. So we've been talking about worship over the, the past few weeks. And how do we engage in worship? What does worship look like? Worship is really giving our adoration to the Lord as we worship him. And uh, uh, obedience to the Lord is yielding and submitting to him. And maybe I want to ask you to consider some things. Why why do you serve the Lord? Do you serve the Lord out of uh, convenience? I think that there are some people that do. Do you serve the Lord out of uh, selfish gain? Is it, what can I get from this thing? Maybe you serve the Lord because you have a relationship with him. I think that's, that's what we would find mostly in this room is that we're serving the Lord. We're obeying and we're giving to him because we have this relationship with him. And, uh, it's, it's important that we understand our heart and what we're doing. Why are we serving him? Well, because, because of, this relationship because of all the things that he's done and the things that he's doing. And as we come into this deeper, more intimate relationship with him, we find that he gives us um, the creativity. He gives us the insight. He leads us and guides us each step of the way as we go through the challenges of life. And as we go through the things at work in our neighborhoods or whatever. I want to read Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. We've talked a lot about this scripture. But it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So how can we motivate one another to acts of love and good works? Well, it begins by having a relationship. Otherwise, we can't really motivate one another if we don't have any kind of relationship or if we don't know one another so we can encourage one another your your presence here every week every sunday is an encouragement to me and i'm built up as we talk even if we just say hello and i see your smiling face or 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 we just get a chance to to pass by and and hug one another and so these relationships are vital and and it's it's more than just a hello it's it's a relationship that we have where we can call on one another where we stand together, and we pray for one another. We serve together. We do life life together. We laugh. We We cry. We share. That's what relationships are supposed to be like. They're not supposed to be plastic and cookie cutter, but every relationship is different, and every relationship that you have with every person that you have is different than anybody else's relationship in the world. Think about that. Because of your personality and their personality and the life experiences that you've had, the, the funny things that you've experienced together, the sad things that you've experienced together, all the, all the life experiences have been part of shaping that relationship that you have with each and every person. And no one else can fill that void or, or that gap. And so it's important that we come together and that we build those relationships strong. We're blessed to share our joys, our shortcomings, our victories, our challenges through having these real relationships. So if there's a, a some tension in some of your relationships, take that first step and say, hey, let's come together. Let's talk about this thing. Let's, let's uh, sit down and have a meal together. Hebrews 10, 25, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so we find that today, in uh, today's culture and society, regular church attendance is, is like two times a month. What if you only ate physical food two times a month? How healthy would you be? So we have the opportunity to come together and encourage one another. On a regular basis, we come together to learn and grow and also to serve and to give. You know what it's like to give. It's better to give than receive. And as we give, we're blessed and we get to experience the joy of giving. Um, the, the time before the 75-minute service is really important. The time before and the time after. The time during is important as well. But as you come together together, And many of you are setting up and preparing for the service and things like that. There's relationship building during that season. And even after the service, as you're tearing down or you're leaving, and maybe you're going to have lunch, or maybe we're going over here to have baptisms and barbecue. Those times are precious. Those times are important. Let's never be in such a hurry that we neglect these relationships that God has placed into our lives. Because there's a purpose, we need one another. Our time together, our relationship-building opportunities for all of us. The body of Christ is is designed to be connected together. But what we find sometimes is the the body of Christ is often very disconnected from one another. I I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to that have come here and they've said, man, uh, I just appreciate the authenticity and the warmth and the love here. Because I went to another church and nobody even said anything to me. Nobody even, you know, expressed any kind of interest in building a relationship. Listen, guys, this is what it's all about. It's not about being in silos, but it's about having these relationships with one another. Look at Jesus. I mean, he was all about relationships, he looked past the stereotypes. He looked past what was cultural uh, acceptance because he cared more about people than those things. Yet the body of Christ needs to be connected together, connected together, and that's done through relationships. Romans twelve four and 5 says, just, our, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with the body of Christ. No one can fill your slot. No one can fill your role. No one is like you. You bring something unique to the body of Christ that no one else can bring. So you have a special function and gifting that's missing when you're missing. I mean, I can pretty much count in my head every week. There's 25 to 30 uh, people that are missing every, every Sunday. And when they're missing, when you're missing, when I'm missing, when someone, someone's missing, we're missing part of our body. It would be like having our hand missing for that week. So our relationships and our attendance and our encouragement for one another is needed for all of us. You know, there are people that maybe say, well, I don't need to go to church. They're missing out. We're missing out. Romans 12:5 continues, we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Yeah. We don't think about that. No, I, I belong to me. And what I do doesn't matter for anybody else. No, it does matter for everyone else because we're a part of the body. We're, uh, just think about this. Uh, are you able to, to function with only one arm? Yeah, you can still function. But are you hindered in that? Okay, so imagine that you're an arm in this body and you're not here. We're hindered. We can't function at, our, at 100% because part of us is missing. And, you know, again, I, let me emphasize, these relationships are vital. It's about relationships. It's not just about attending a service. It's about coming and, and investing in one another Romans 12, 5 continues, we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. I don't think the body of Christ really takes these scriptures seriously. Because I think if we did, I think there would be a different dynamic. I think there'd be a shift in in this relationship as we understand we belong to one another. (laughs) We need one another. Have we become self-centered? Okay, well... If you don't need me, it, it appears that it's all about you. The body of Christ is us. We are the body of Christ. Not, it's not the body of me. It's not the body of self. It's not the body of isolation. It's not the body of convenience. Our spiritual growth involves other people. Jesus didn't isolate himself from others, but he fully engaged with them. He was real with people. And he commands us to do the same. Matthew 18, 20, 28 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I'm sorry. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. You guys know the scripture? We've quoted it hundreds of times. All authority. Has been given to him. And he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples of all the nations. This this is a command, really. This is called the Great Commission. This is one of the last things Jesus said before he said it. He said, Go and make decisions. Go and make disciples. I have been given all authority, and this is what I'm asking you to do. This is what I'm commanding you to do. This is what I'm telling you to do. I have all authority, and this is what I'm telling you to do. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Then he goes on to say, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and know that I'll be with you till the ends of the age. So Jesus has told us to come into this relationship with him. And then go and, and, and bring others into this relationship with him. Teach them and train them and equip them. And you know that whenever we're training and equipping, we're being further developed and trained and equipped. And so when we have these classes on Wednesday night, I really want to encourage you to come. We're talking about faith right now. Faith is critical to our walk with the Lord. It's impossible to please God without faith. But yet, we're talking about, on Wednesday nights, we're talking about a lot of these fundamental things that we all need to get a better grasp and understanding of. And faith is one of those things that's really, really critical to our walk and our relationship. So Jesus tells us to teach these new disciples to obey them, to, to obey him, and commands us to be living this thing out. This is a commandment that we're called to do. John fourteen fifteen says, if you love me obey my commands if you love me so if we say we love Jesus and we disobey then I've got to say well maybe we really don't love Jesus (laughs) engagement with the Lord and the body of Christ is vital for our growth if Jesus himself God himself went to church on a regular basis what about us do we think we should go if Jesus was invested and valued relationships to the level that we know he did, you think that's important for us to do? Jesus is not necessarily asking us to give at the level he did, but he is asking us to give. He's asking really us to give our hearts to him, to commit to him, and uh, to live this thing out. Because we have, you know, 80, 90, 100, 120 years on this earth. And that, that's, that's the time that we have to grow in this relationship, allow him to, to impart to us that we can impart to others. Listen, when we're in heaven, these opportunities that we have today, right now, in an hour, in two hours, next week, While you're eating hot dogs on 4th of July. Those opportunities aren't going to be there like they are now. And if we say we love Jesus, we're going to love the things that he loves. We're going to do the things that he's asked us to do. And that's to love people and make a difference in the world and connect with him on a greater level so that we're filled with him, so that we can live this abundant life that Jesus came to give us, not a marginal life. So obedience is an act of worship. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800 a great week and remember to live it god bless